0: Good evening, grave robbers, and welcome to the Television Graveyard. We're your TV necromancers, Laura Prince and Noah Woolhan. We have come here tonight to examine the spirits of television shows, to find out which ones could be resurrected, should be resurrected, and which ones should just stay doomed. This is a podcast in which we analyze the history, the hype, and the aftermath of shows that ran only one season, or increasingly, one episode. With me, as always, is TV's Noah
1: Hooligan. Oh my god, I'd call my dad if I had one.
0: We're watching, nobody's watching. Nobody's watching. So nobody's watching except for Laura and Noah.
1: Yeah, what a, what a weird show this is. Laura was really excited to, when she learned about this show. And then was disappointed we couldn't find it.
0: And then we found it.
1: And we found it and she was overjoyed.
0: Yeah, so this was a... There's kind of a weird story to this show. It was uh, Taron Killam, who is best known as an SNL alum. And Paul Campbell, who isn't super well... He's best known as Billy in Battlestar Galactica.
1: Yeah, I'm not a big Battlestar guy, so I wouldn't know that.
0: Yeah, and he wasn't like a huge role Mm -hmm. in Battlestar... But he's, again, one of those actors like so many.
1: Yeah. Uh, He's a that guy.
0: Yeah, he, he works. Mm. Like, if you go on his IMDb page, he's got credits. Yeah. So it was developed for the WB, which kind of makes sense, because it does have a, like, mid-2000s WB vibe.
1: It, it, it feels like one of those shows. Like, back, if you don't remember the WB, there was very much a feeling of throwing stuff at the wall.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Of just, like... I just always remember these commercials of the frog from the WB, being like, "Here's this weird reality show, this weird sitcom in Seventh Heaven."
0: Yeah, they had their sta- their stalwarts. They had their uh, their successful shows, which tended to be teen dramas. Yeah,
1: that's where Buffy was from.
0: Buffy, your Dawson's Creek, your One Tree Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, One Tree Hill might have been CW. Because eventually WB merged with UPN.
1: To become the CW. And they
0: became the CW. Yes. Um, But the CW definitely has more of the WB's DNA than UPN's DNA.
1: Yeah. They had figured it out a little bit more by the CW.
0: Yeah, like Riverdale is a WB show.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, And UPN was better known for... uh, appealing to a more diverse audience? Yes. Um and usually cuz the WB was just largely very white. Yes. Um, UPN stood for Urban Something Network? Um I think the
1: U and UPN stood for Urban
0: United Paramount Network.
1: Okay, so I'm lying.
0: Yeah. So, but they tended to have uh, shows that actually appealed black audiences.
1: Yeah, that's where, like, the PJs aired and Martin... Martin, um, maybe Martin might have been Martin, Fox. I believe, was Fox. Yeah. Reruns of Martin. Moesha. Moesha, yes. Um,
0: Star Trek Voyager, for some reason. Um, <laughs> I remember being upset with the WB because I really liked a book series called Roswell High. Okay. And when it became Roswell... Uh, they altered the race of the leading lady. Hmm. Um, her name was Liz Ortecho in the books. And they kind of made her, like, some kind of, like, Liz. Lemon?
1: Was...
0: No. <laughs> um, they gave her, like, a much whiter name. Hmm. Uh, Liz Parker.
1: Yeah, that's white, a white, white name. White,
0: white, white, white. Interestingly, Roswell has been rebooted on the CW. Oh, Really? Yeah, it's now called Roswell, New Mexico. And they actually brought in um, more of the Hispanic storylines.
1: Interesting.
0: Uh, Liz has been changed. She is still Mexican, but now she's the daughter of undocumented immigrants. Oh, all right. So her um, immigration her parents' immigration status, is a plot point because the racism was a plot point in Roswell, mm-hmm. in the Roswell Hyde yes, yeah. and,
1: uh, like, the, tying in the themes of aliens, mm-hmm. like, I could see how that would work nicely together.
0: Yes, and uh, I really enjoyed the books, so it's very interesting to see how 20 years later they've revived this TV series.
1: Done it correctly.
0: <laughs> um, it made it relevant. So the CW kind of is starting to pull in a more diverse uh, show base. That being said, Roswell, New Mexico came out very, very quietly.
1: Yeah, this is the first I've heard of it.
0: It's it's airing currently. Season two is currently airing, so we're never going to have to watch it for this.
1: Yeah, for, for two people who do a podcast about television, we don't watch a lot of television that is not for this show.
0: <laughs> okay, I am dying because I just looked up the Wikipedia page for Roswell, New Mexico. Yeah. And every episode is a 90s song. Ooh. I don't want to miss things, Champagne Supernova, Stay I Missed You.
1: Well, we'll have to get into this then. So this was a pilot for the WB.
0: Yeah, it was supposed to air in Fall 05. Yes. Uh, test audiences hated it. They found it confusing.
1: Oh, this bad boy's confusing. <laughs> so get strap in, kids, because here we go.
0: So it didn't get picked up. However, this is one of the first shows that YouTube had an effect on. Really? YouTube, the pilot was, quote, leaked onto YouTube, which means, like, probably somebody in production threw it on YouTube. hmm And it got a lot of attention. Yeah. And it got a lot of positive attention. And, uh, on last call with Carson Daly, uh, the two leads, Taron Killam and Paul Campbell, called the NBC president. Oh. Who was, like, yeah, sure. We can we can do that. And they then uh, produced a bunch of webisodes, and then it just didn't happen.
1: Interesting.
0: So let's, let's so we break didn't it. watch the webisodes. We only watched the pilot.
1: Right. But let's break down what happened here, and because uh, it's it's a bit confusing, and they try their best to explain it as fast as possible. Yes. We open on these two guys who are doing this weird, like, audition tape.
0: Yes, they're doing this. And honestly, like, this makes a ton of sense to me why YouTube attacked. Okay. Like, why yeah. YouTube was attracted to it. Because it looks like a mid-2000s YouTube video. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no production value. There's nothing fancy about it. And we meet Derek, who is played by Taryn Killam. And Will, who is played by Paul Campbell.
1: Yeah.
0: And they are big sitcom fanboys. Yes. They name drop a ton of sitcoms, including my favorite sitcom, Frasier. Yeah, they're best
1: friends, and they watch TV together.
0: Yes, and they have a dog named Rufus. Because, uh,
1: correct me if I'm wrong. Will moves in with Derek when his parents die.
0: Um, no.
1: Okay, correct me. Um, they be-
0: did live together though, right? Even no. though they were best friends. No. All right, I don't... Um, they worked together at the same convenience store. Okay. And Will was pretty much always at Derek's house because Will's mother was a single mom who had to work a lot to support them.
1: Oh, okay, this is where I thought he lived there.
0: So, no, it was more of like a Kimmy Gibbler, like right, um, the kid with the missing parents that seems to be in every sitcom. Right. Who kind of just gloms onto your yeah. leading family. So this is kind of this idea of like, they grow up. Yes. There's a really good meta line in here that I want to get into as we go. Right. Of Will is the Kimmy Gibbler grown up. And Derek, uh, we're going to get more into Derek as we go, but Derek is in his early 20s and has not left his hometown. Much like the oldest child in a sitcom tends to get held back. Right. And kept in their hometown so we don't lose their character. Mm-hmm. Think of like Haley Dunphy.
1: Yeah.
0: Full House kind of cut it off by just ending before DJ graduated high school. But like they would have had to figure out what to do. Does DJ leave the show? Did they end before? Like I yes. remember her
1: taking the SATs.
0: Yeah, that is in the last season.
1: That's the last season. Uh, Full
0: House ends very abruptly. Full House ends on a two-parter where Michelle gets amnesia. Amnesia!
1: It's the worst. That is one of the worst endings to a sitcom.
0: Because it's not an ending. It reminds me of like a Nickelodeon cartoon, how they were not allowed to have real endings. Mm -hmm. Because the shows just ran forever.
1: My assumption was they ended it that way because they wanted to have both of the Olsen twins do a scene together.
0: I think that's part of it.
1: Because there's a part where she's like, I've lost my memory. Who are you? And she's like, I'm you and your memories. And then they hug and become a person.
0: Yeah, and it's not the first time they had appeared together. Because they also appeared together in one of the episodes where Jesse's relatives show up. And she is an identical Greek cousin. Who is the other Olsen twin in a brunette wig.
1: Oh yeah, I vaguely remember that as well. So, anyway, getting back to this show. They submit this video explaining how they because they've watched so much television that they now know how television and specifically sitcoms work so they're sending in this video
2: saying this is a message for all of your tv networks lately your sitcoms suck they suck i mean come on according to jim awful good morning miami good night funny and yes dear excuse me Rufus, I'm very upset with you. You yes-deared all over the carpet. That's us. I'm Derek. I'm Will. We're two best friends from Union, Ohio, who share one common love. Great sitcoms. (laughs) But lately, something's been bothering us. What happened to all the good shows? Where's the new Seinfeld? Cheers! Barry Tyler Moore, All in the Family! MASH! Frazier, Roseanne! Growing Pains! What happened to Growing Pains? Derek gets so mad when I mention how much I love Growing Pains. Just look at him. Give me the Telestrator! Anyway, when it comes to sitcoms, Will and I are experts. We've been watching TV together since we were both six. See, Will had to come over to my house every day after school because his mom worked at the Cracker Barrel and, uh, no dad. <laughs> we sent that tape to every television network, and the next thing we know, the WB shows up where we work. Do you two think you can make a better sitcom than us? Uh absolutely.
1: It's important to note that they don't have an idea for a sitcom. No. They just claim that they are going to make a good one.
0: This reminds me heavily of Awesome Town. Yeah. Um, but the opposite side of the coin. Mm-hmm. Where Awesome Town had tons of ideas. And had plans and had big dreams. And this doesn't, this is just about the two guys. Uh, Awesome Town, Yorma, Akiva, and Andy aren't really characters so much. Yeah. It's a sketch show starring the three of them, but we don't learn anything about them. Mm -hmm. So they send that tape to every single network they can find. And the WB picks them up. Yes. And
1: I have to say, I have a very personal connection with this. Because uh, back when uh, there was a network called TNN. Do you remember that?
0: Yeah, it was like a country channel. Yeah,
1: the Nashville network.
0: Not my thing.
1: And then it became the new TNN. The national network, I believe. Mm Mm-hmm. And their their slogan was, we've got pop. And there was a 1-800 number you could call. And, like, leave messages and, like, I don't know, give them ideas and stuff. I used to call it every day and do a character. Really? Yeah. And, and like, I I was out of my mind. (laughs) Because I was probably a freshman in high school when I was doing this. But I would call, do a character... And then end it with "Gotcha!" It's Noah Hoolahan. Give me a show, you cowards!
0: <laughs> so you and I had a conversation yesterday off mic in our real lives yeah. about uh, quarantine and about TikTok, right? And how we kind of were laughing at people who were making fun of teenagers who do TikTok and being like, "What would we have been doing if we had been quarantined?" Yeah,
1: we've been calling the national. That's what
0: you were doing. Yeah.
1: And I, I, I called them every day with a new character, and then one day I just called them, and I was just upset it wasn't working, and I told them that like I called and just said, "This is no hoolahan I'm giving up on you. You, you missed your shot with me." Oh
0: my god! And <laughs> just died of the cringe. Yeah. Characters. So,
1: now, you'll see, you'll see TNN, which would then become Spike. And I think now they're the Paramount Network.
0: Yeah, so you outlasted TNN.
1: Yes, I I still exist, and they don't, so suck it.
0: (laughs) Suck it, TNN, the stadium podcast.
1: (laughs) That's our new slogan. (laughs) We got pop.
0: (laughs) Suck it, TNN, suddenly Paul Heyman is sponsoring us. (laughs) (laughs) friend of the show, Paul Heyman.
1: So, uh... They, in the first couple minutes, show this video, and then they're whisked off into Hollywood. Yes. And...
0: And the next thing we see them, they're in a different living room. But this time it's a set. Yes. And there's a moment... There's a lot of fun with the set. They do have, like, a really fun little vignette with messing with the set. Yes. Of, um, like, Will runs up the stairs... And then just falls because the stairs don't go anywhere. Yeah. And then like picks up the books on the shelf and goes, fake books!
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And there's a neat little moment where they're sitting down and... I don't think there's a theme song yet.
2: Derek and Will go to Hollywood. They're gonna make a show that is really nice.
1: That is the theme song, though. Yeah. They use that little jingle throughout the rest of the episode. And I didn't catch it at first, but it's a nice little brilliant thing.
0: But before that happens, they meet with some uh, two executives, Jeff and Roy, and Jill, who is the assistant, and they kind of give Jill to Derek and Will.
1: Oh, I thought that was after, but okay. Um, and there's also... The,
0: <laughs> they do a cute like thing where they do the difference between video and film, mm-hmm. where you see the different qualities. Yes. Which is a cool thing, because I remember as a kid noticing... That soap operas look different, but not knowing why. Mm -hmm. So it was a cool moment of being like, oh, I would have learned that. And they show that they're going to live on the set.
1: Yes. Uh, There's also a great joke where they have, it's another one of those that guy actors, but it's uh, that bald guy who can't not stare directly into the camera lens. Yeah. um, So every time you see him, he's just looking directly at your soul.
0: Yeah, he's uh, (laughs) playing an executive named Roy. He is a standby for this particular showrunner, which it's time to tell you. Hmm. It's Bill Lawrence. Really? Bill Lawrence of Cougartown, Scrubs, and Clone High. Huh. Um, I was actually just running through to see if he did a voice on Clone High because Bill Lawrence does tend to love... Reusing talent Right uh, A lot of showrunners do And He was uh, Dr. Zeltzer On Scrubs Dr. Zeltzer He was a recurring character But not like a major character
1: Okay Okay um,
0: So He's the one who's like Staring into everyone's soul So uh, Will talks to the camera And does reality show style Confessionals mm-hmm. Constantly And Derek hates it because Derek doesn't like to talk about his feelings. Yes. And so Derek like goes outside to get some air. And in that time, the studio audience shows up.
1: Now, now before we get into that that studio audience por- portion, I want to say right now, I hated this show.
0: Because
1: mm-hmm. I hated these two guys. Just okay. The way that they talked was just so presentational. And I hated them. I was <laughs> just like, why... They couldn't find two better actors? This is miserable. That all changes the moment the studio audience shows up. Yeah. Because the bit is, they have like an office, which is a set, Mm -hmm. and a house, which is a set that they're going to live on. And there will always just be a studio audience there. Uh, they, they have a, an office, which is a set, and they also have a house, which is a set, and there will always just be an audience there like, for to provide like the laugh track. As soon as that happens, and there's a laugh track in there, it clicks that they're always acting like they're on a sitcom. Yeah. Because that's how they know how to exist in a world, because that's all that they ever watched.
0: And especially because Will, we established, doesn't really have a solid family life. Right. His mom works a lot of hours to support them. And his father's out of the picture. So Will's only sense of um, family is the sitcom.
1: So, yeah, it is absolutely brilliant that we... And it's brilliant, but I could also see how it turns audiences off. There's like eight to ten minutes of kind of hating these two guys who don't act like normal human beings. Yeah. For the reveal of like... Oh, it only makes sense in the context of a sitcom. So when they're outside the sitcom environment that's being created, they're still acting that way, and it's terrible.
0: Yeah. And they do a fun thing where they just name states, and the audience goes wild for their state.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah.
2: (laughs) Audience is here. (laughs) This is weird name of state um uh, new jersey, yeah,
0: jersey! awesome yeah. and if you've ever been to a sitcom taping the actors do stuff like that before the actual show yeah so it's this very interesting um, meta version of the show and then like wills trying to pitch ideas and the one, the one that i remember is can't stop dancing
1: can't stop dancing
0: starring ted Danson. and he like starts training Derek to cheat out
1: yes because there's
0: cameras and Derek is standing with his back to the camera
1: Mm -hmm. there's a lot of like little stuff like that where it's basically they are now a sitcom so they have to play by the rules of the sitcom even though they exist in reality there's so many layers to this yeah and
0: then Will hires Jill to work with them without running it by Derek right And this kind of also brings in, Jill plays a lot of roles here. Like, Jill is our entry into their friendship Mm -hmm. because they're established friends. So Jill's kind of that audience avatar new person that every sitcom's got to have. She's also the straight man to the two of them. And uh, we find out that. Uh, Derek has been was accepted to Notre Dame, but he didn't go because he was afraid of leaving home. Mm-hmm. Which is when it clicks to me of like, oh, Derek is also a sitcom character in and of yeah. himself.
1: he's a sitcom trope.
0: Because there's always the, when a kid hits that senior year of high school, you know, sitcom, they always get accepted to a school that's far away. And then something always happens. They end up living at home or going to like... A college with all of their best friends, it's somehow in their own backyard, like Boy Meets World. Yes. Where, like, they all went to the same college, all live in the dorms, but they were all, like, still a stone's yes. throw from Feeney.
1: No, Feeney works for the college. <laughs> he yeah. leaves the high school and follows them to the college.
0: Right. But, like, they're still stone stone's throw from their parents. Yeah. But live yeah. on campus. And I'm mm-hmm. like, if you, live 15, if you went to school 15 minutes from where you grew up. Your parents probably didn't let you live in the dorms. Exactly. Because that's how many thousands of dollars? Mm. Um, so then, Will and Derek joke that they want the central perk set, and then the central perk set appears from Friends. Yeah, they
1: are actually on the set for, from Friends, which is weird because they're on the WB. Yes. <laughs> it's weird to see a different channel's show. And it's really that set, and this is where they establish this, this, this
2: amazing... Of uh, running gag. Brace yourself. Because the guy who plays Gunther, right behind the pastry counter. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I wanna look, but I'm not gonna. What is wrong with you two? Will and I are in the middle of a 15 year long game of made you look. <laughs> and I'm currently ahead by a mere eight looks. <laughs> but unfortunately for Big Willie, I'm not biting.
1: And he ends up looking, they say made you look, and he's actually there.
0: Yes. (laughs) Like, it's all of them. James Michael Tyler kind of, like, makes fun of them a little bit. And then, like, Jill throws him off set and the audience boos her. She's just like, you're right, that was mean. Yeah, for as,
1: like, fun as the scene is, it doesn't do much in terms of, like, a function in the show. It does
0: nothing for a pilot that needs to establish a lot. It,
1: all that it's establishing is the major look running gag. And this idea of this show will reference other shows.
0: And the show is your wish is my command. And that Derek and Will can get whatever they want.
1: Yeah. So I'm trying to think. What else, what year was this?
0: This would have been for fall
1: 2005. 2005, so what else is on the air? Uh, they, they could have ended up on How I Met Your Mother to starting maybe top shows
0: 2005.
1: They could have been on two guys a girl on a plea to place right before it ended. <laughs>
0: So 2005 was kind of a dark time for sitcoms.
1: I'm in college and I'm not watching TV.
0: Same. (laughs) Uh, I just looked up top rated television programs 2005, 2006. I'm-
1: Survivor. Two
0: and a Half Men. Oh, okay. That would have been fun. Is the only sitcom. Oh, The (laughs) New Adventures of Old Christine. Okay. I
1: don't think a lot of people care about that one, but-
0: Yeah, and then, like, I went back one. Everybody loves Raymond is still on.
1: Okay, so, like, they could have had... When they're
0: filming this. Yeah,
1: Ray Romano would have been cool to see on this and stuff like that. So they're kind of establishing, like, we are in the sitcom universe, so any past sitcom or current sitcom could also still filter in here. Because we will see more past sitcom legends in a little bit.
0: Yeah, they definitely... And and it's a pilot, so they're trying to bring out big names and big sitcom references because they want this to feel authentic. Right. Um, Like, Derek talks about the things you can't say on television. There's, like, a good joke of, you can talk about the character Boner, but you can't talk about having a Boner.
1: Yeah, and that gets bleeped.
0: And Derek gets called in by Roy and Jeff, the executives. And Jeff's like, Will isn't working. We'll let you do the show without him. And Derek takes it.
1: Yeah, he's like, I'll take that deal.
0: We then see, this is intercut with Will finding a girl getting caught in the sprinklers who gets fired from the WB gift shop. And he calls her wet girl. Yes. Because she's been caught in sprinklers. Mm -hmm. And she's very pretty and very blonde.
2: Very
0: wet. And she's kind of like a damsel in distress. And he is talking to her about how... Derek always has its back.
1: hmm
0: And then as soon as Derek sells Will out, Jeff's like, you know what? No, we can keep the show running. We'll reassess this in a week. So now we have that there's footage of Derek selling Will out. Right. When Derek comes back, Jill immediately like, like, oh, Will hired another girl. Wet Girl comes back from wardrobe and she's in, it's the mid-2000s. She is in what passes for a sexy outfit in the to- mid 2000s right she looks like an extra on like rock of love bus yeah yeah like that that kind of hot girl fashion
1: yeah like you that's not clothes that you would wear out
0: <laughs> yeah like nobody actually dressed like that during the day but they said like the customer said this was all that came in my size right which she's like a size 2 in LA
1: Yeah, it's clearly a lie because they want her to look sexy because she's about to be on television.
0: Yeah, and then like Derek immediately warms up to her and she introduces herself and her name is Mindy. Yes. So Derek kind of gives this speech about how like they have teamwork and they need to work together and the executives say we got to watch this tape. It's probably like a training video and it's the tape of Derek saying he'd do the project without Will. Mm-hmm. In a Chekhov's gun that fired less than Almost immediately, yeah. yes.
1: And the crowd goes, Ooh.
0: And we've established in the show that the bathroom, the guys think there are no cameras in the bathroom, but really they're just like night vision.
1: Yes. <laughs> There's a great moment of uh, Derek going, We're in the bathroom. There's no camera here, 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 or here. And every time he says here, he points directly down the lens of a camera. Yes.
0: So Will announces he never wants to go to the bathroom with Derek again. (laughs) And he brings up being fatherless to a video guy. Because every time one of them leaves the soundstage, a video crew follows them out. Right. And he says, like, you know, the closest things I've ever had to a dad are Mr. Cunningham, Uncle Phil, and Dr. Seaver. And uh, Mindy and Jill don't get along.
2: Right. Right.
0: It's this very tired, um, Jill is supposedly smart, Mindy is supposedly hot, never mind that they're both very attractive, just one's wearing a suit and one's yeah. been scantily clad. It's
1: it's very tired, but that is 100% the
0: point. Yeah. <laughs> Mindy kind of says that, like, nothing's ever come easy for me, and Jill freaks out because Mindy is, like, hot and blonde and... Has just stumbled her way into a job. Right. And then Derek kind of snaps at her of like, oh, every job you've ever, you've been in how many assistantships and you're 24. Which means none of your bosses liked you and were happy to give you up. And then. Um, Zan. Will comes across Mr. Cunningham, Uncle Phil, and Dr. Seaver. Yes. <laughs> and Will. Alan bay- Thick. Will begs Alan Thicke for advice. And Alan Thicke's like, I'm not going to help you. They're all going on uh, Hollywood Squares.
1: (laughs) That's right.
0: And then Alan Thicke finds out that there's a live audience. And we smash cut to him showboating, (laughs) much to the joy of the live audience. I think he's just singing the growing pains theme. Yeah.
1: Show me that smile again. Show
0: me that smile. And the audience is eating it up. And then he goes and talks to Jill. Because Jill is talking to Will and, like, kind of acknowledges to Will. She's like, you know, I would want my friend to come talk to me if I had any friends. And then Alan Thicke goes up to her and she's like, he's like, you know, I'm really proud of you. And does the sitcom dad thing. Yeah. And she just goes, I'm not going to sleep with you. All right, bye. (laughs) (laughs) And... We find out that Mindy genuinely cares about Derek, but we find out she's a hired actress.
1: Yes, that the studio executive who's creating this show has sent in to kind of turn them against each other. Mm-hmm. So there will be interesting footage for this reality show about them creating a sitcom.
0: Which we find out was the whole plan.
1: Which is the whole plan. Like, I don't even th- I think they're not even going to make the sitcom. Right. Like, they're just going to. Make this reality show a weird sitcom thing. you don't stop messing with these two; they'll never come up with a decent sitcom. I don't care if they come
0: up with a decent sitcom, Roy. Do you not get this? That is not the show. This is the show. They tell her to flirt with Will, but she like admits she's made a connection with Derek. And they say a bunch of really sexist things to her. They call her an ugly girl in a pretty girl's body. Yeah. Uh, they say make out the handsome guy, or we'll find out what, find someone who will. Um, and I, I'm, one of my notes here says Madonna horror complex of like, Jill is not treated as sexual because she's straight laced. Mm-hmm. And Madonna, like, so she's the, like the Madonna in the Madonna horror complex. And Mindy is treated like the whore. And they put her in like scanty clothes and they tell her to flirt with people. Right. And... Uh, the women in the show are treated really poorly because it's the mid-2000s. And this is, like, women are not treated well in mid-2000s sitcoms as yes. it is. And which, again,
1: I think this is happening on purpose. Yeah, like... To, to show that.
0: Like, they're both hot, but you have hot, competent girl. And then you have hot, vulnerable girl.
1: Yeah, I, I almost wish they had made it even more, like, on the nose. Like... I, I kind of wish, like in the executive office, you would just seem like a board that was like the the like roles where it's like hot competent girl, uh, you know,
0: leaning into the tropes a little. Yeah, harder. leaning
1: into the tropes because I think the one thing that's missing from this whole thing is uh, motivation for the executive. Yeah, Because the executive's just like, yeah, instead of letting them do their dream, which they might actually be good at for all we know, we're kind of going to torture them by turning their lives into a reality show that is a sitcom. Mm -hmm. It really needed the line, I'm going to show these idiots who really knows television. Yeah. Like that line would have been like, oh, now it all makes sense. Because like you and I... Do a podcast where we talk about television every week. Mm -hmm. So we immediately see this show and we pick up on the tropes of what's happening. And we kind of like come to these conclusions that we think they want us to come to. Right. The average audience might not.
0: Because we're looking at it as people who are into this meta. So they're on stage in front of the studio audience and Will announces he loves Derek. And Derek freaks out. And Will walks off set, but turns to the audience first and goes, also, audience, I love you. Because Will is the more emotionally open one. Right. And Derek stops Will from leaving and apologizes to him and kind of, like, talks badly about himself. It's like, I'm a scared single 25-year-old loser. I don't have the guts to do anything in my life. And I sold out my best friend. So we get this, like, very realistic low point from Derek of, like, he kind of has this realization that he has never been anything. Right. And the only thing he was was a good friend to Will. And he's not even that now. And then Will uses music to go Derek into saying he loves him. Right. And then Will hugs him. And everyone goes, aww, in the audience. And so do both girls. And then Will looks up past Derek's shoulder off stage and goes, dad, I got my first all." <laughs> and both girls turn around and he goes, made you look, I don't have a dad. <laughs> Mindy announces she's going to get a ride home with Jill. She's like, Jill's giving me a ride home to make up for being such a bitch. Mm-hmm. So like they're making peace. And there's not supposed to be anyone on set after hours. But Will plays to the audience and was like, you guys want to see us stay, right? If an audience likes a show, it'll stay on forever. And then he goes, it's not about us. It's about you to the audience. And all four of them play to the audience. Right. And then Will, like, body surfs on the audience. And uh, we then see the discussion of what the next episode's going to be.
1: Yes, which doesn't happen.
0: Yeah, but it's like clips of Mindy and Derek hooking up in the bathroom because Mindy's supposed to be flirting with Will. Mm -hmm. And then they have to hire an office manager. And because there's no diversity on the show, they call in the candidates for office manager and it's just all black men. Right. Because they have two white guys, two white women. So they need a person of color. Right. Right. And that's how the show ends.
1: Well, they also discuss what they should call the show. Yes. And they're like, let's call it Nobody's Watching. And they're like, no, because then the critics are just going to say, nobody's watching, nobody's watching. In a moment of unbelievable self-awareness of where this show was going.
0: Uh, and in fact, when it didn't get picked up, the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette had a t- had an article, nobody will be watching, nobody's watching. <laughs> so, I mean... That's the truth. Yeah. So it's very interesting. It's a lot of fourth wall breaks, a lot of meta humor.
1: Yeah. And like they use, this is something I I mention a lot in our little reviews is using the medium properly. Like I'll say that there are cartoons that don't know how to use sight gags yet because they don't know how to use the medium properly. Uh, This is a new medium. Yeah. This whole like reality show sitcom. They know they're in a sitcom thing. And they use that medium correctly because there's one part where Derek, the, the, the office they're in, has like one of those fake skylines. So they cut back to the office and Derek has just climbed one of the skyscrapers because it's a model. Yeah. And is pretending to be King Kong swiping at airplanes.
0: Yes. It's like that is a
1: great it,
0: it that is. It only
1: could exist in this show. Yes. Like, this is the only show on the planet where you can do that joke. That's amazing. Uh, I, I think they do a lot of stuff like that where it's so unique to this property. Where it's, like, creating a brand new idea. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so new that it's confusing.
0: So... Um uh, these characters have shown up a couple more times in Bill Lawrence properties.
2: Oh uh, they're
0: in Scrubs. Oh yeah. There's just a sequence where JD walks past them. Oh that's a full, that's a fun little cameo. Yeah, like there's all these little bits, uh, they do all these little webisodes about other shows, which we didn't watch because they weren't really part of the TV show. They were, you know, auxiliary and not part of the show.
1: I just remember who Bill Lawrence was. Yes. In Scrubs? Yes. He he's the doctor who rapes people.
0: <laughs> Bill Lawrence or Dr. Zeltzer?
1: Dr. Zeltzer.
0: Yeah, oh yes. He's
1: the he's the doctor who like drugs Dr. Cox and Jordan. Whoa, whoa, whoa. slow down there, big guy. Oh boy, Zeltzer. Not like I'm driving. Yeah, I know, but there was a roofie in it.
2: I'm not sure if I'm okay with that.
1: Three, two, one.
2: Party time
0: Yeah
1: (laughs) It just like that image just (laughs) popped into my brain
0: So yeah Um,
1: (laughs) Sorry, sorry everyone
0: (laughs) Cool, back to the show Um, So yeah, this was an interesting experiment that had a weird second life because of YouTube But never quite got off the ground Right And then, like, Taron Killam went on to SNL. So they've both um, gone on to successful careers. Yes. Because Will also is a steady working actor. Mm -hmm. Despite never being, like, name recognition, he's still working.
1: He's a working actor.
0: So what's your verdict?
1: I really, I have a very strange verdict for this one. All
0: right. So do I. So I want to see what you think.
1: All right. Uh, mine is a stay tuned, because I think if they had given this more time, they could have really established what this show was going to be. I think one of the weak points of this show is, I like the whole, we got him on camera saying something you don't want other people to see, Mm -hmm. stick. I think it would have worked better had they done a more tried and true Uh, sitcom story. Yeah. Like, they lost their dog. Or, it it sucks because most of the tried and true stories are holiday episodes. (laughs) So, like, I would have loved for them to have gotten to the point where they did the the Halloween episode where they went trick-or-treating with the kid and came back with the wrong kid in costume. Or they did the Gift of the Magi Christmas.
0: I mean, there's also ones of, like, they moved into Hollywood and... Will has something that's super important to him and Derek accidentally loses it or breaks it. Yes,
1: that, that's exactly what Simple. they needed to do. Simple, easy. The the like super like every sitcom does this episode. Yeah. And like there would have to be an episode where one of them gets addicted to drugs.
0: Yes. And we'd have
1: a very special episode. Like we'd getting to see all of that. This show would have been a cult classic ...that still would have been cancelled after one season. I can Like, as great as, I, as this show is... ...this has, like... ...cult classic... ...underappreciated treasure... ...written all over it. The idea of this show running six seasons... ...does not compute in my brain. It should. I think it's very funny. And I think it's a brilliant idea. But... ...for me to say stay tuned... I know for a fact it could never get more than a season, as great as it is.
0: So I have a differing opinion. Yeah. For me, it's a Stay Tuned, but it should have been on cable. It should have run on, like, MTV or, you know, it should have run on a... It shouldn't have run on network. It didn't need network money. Because it doesn't look terribly expensive to produce. And they could have cut one or two cameos and saved the budget.
1: Yeah, but I think that's what they wanted, though. Like, they needed network connection. Because they wanted every episode to be like, Oh, no, we've stumbled into Seinfeld. Like, they wanted to be able to do that.
0: But I think the show could have run better without it. Um, and could have run longer without it. Because it's a weird... Like, it would have run well in Comedy Central. Right. Who could have promoted it as what it was. Put it in, like, a late-night block with, like, UCB and Stella, and shows like that, that are more, like, thinking comedy shows. Hmm. So I think it would have run better on cable.
1: I I, I see your point where, like, they would be able to get away with more, and, like, it would reach an audience that gets it a little bit more, but I... I, th- this is just me making an assumption. I think you would lose what some of the main idea of the show was by not being able to just take these insanely super fan sitcom people and be able to plop them into the sitcom, like right. plop them into Friends.
0: But the show couldn't run on a network. Yeah, this, the show clearly. didn't run on a network. <laughs> it could have run on cable.
1: Right. I, I'm more like I'm more bringing up like your. You're not quite there, but you're edging close to the game over rule.
0: Yeah, because my thought is that like, oh, we're from Comedy Central. Uh, you're talking about doing sitcoms. Who knows better than Comedy Central? So we're going to give you a sitcom on Comedy Central. Yeah,
1: I could hear this. I could hear like, this, yeah.
0: And it's exactly what Comedy Central was doing at the time. These like weird meta humor mm-hmm. kind of shows. I think this could have had a really healthy run.
1: Or or maybe even like a TBS. Yeah. The the channel that is constantly re-airing all these sitcoms. That might have been a nice spot for it.
0: Yeah, something like they could have run that instead of like King of the Nerds or whatever.
1: (laughs) Whatever that crap was. Alright, so that's still that's still too stay tuned for this one. Yep, yep. Yeah, this is an interesting ride. It's very funny, but like
0: But you have to be in on it.
1: Yeah, you, you have to be in on it. It's not one of those shows you can put on while like you're looking at your phone. Because right. it requires your attention because it's such a new concept.
0: And like there are a lot of visual gags.
1: Yeah, there's a lot there's a good amount of visual gags in this one.
0: So what are we watching next week, now?
1: Next week on My Dimension, we are doing... Yeah, let me just actually run down the, the plan for the upcoming weeks. Next week, we will be doing... John Mayer has a TV show? Yep. It was a one-episode wonder that aired on VH1 starring John Mayer, where they basically just gave him an hour of television and was like... All right, the half hour of television. And was like, yeah, make a show. And he made one episode, and it's real weird. Yep. And while I've never seen all of it start to finish, almost every segment from it has appeared on some sort of best of top ten list I've seen. Yeah. So I'm very curious to see it as a whole. That should bring us, if I'm doing my math right, up until June. Yes. And June will officially be YouTube Red slash YouTube Premium Month. And we were going to do a month of one-season shows that aired on YouTube. Yep, yep. So get excited for that hype. Thank you to Grave Robber M. Yeah. Uh, where can people find
0: us? Uh, you can find us on this, on Facebook and Twitter at Stay Doomed or on email at Show at gmail.com.
1: And if you want to talk to me about Clone High... Because this was made by the same guys who made Clone High. And Clone High is like the best thing we've watched on this show. I'm at TV's Noah. And if
0: you want to get like real into like the tropes of sitcoms. Like real into them. I'm at Priorities. Until next time. Stay doomed.